0: This is the Survival After Ventricular Enlargement SAVE trial, the effect of captopril on mortality and morbidity in patients with left ventricular dysfunction after myocardial infarction. The author, Andrew Foy. This is John Mandrola. The paper was published in New England Journal of Medicine in 1992. Background. After a large heart attack, cardiac hemodynamics are altered which leads to a series of changes in the heart muscle itself. The immediate consequence of a large heart attack is decreased myocardial contractility. This leads to a reduction in stroke volume and cardiac output. Compensatory mechanisms governed by the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system and sympathetic nervous system become activated and may lead to ventricular dilatation or, quote, remodeling. These have negative short- and long-term consequences for the heart muscle. By the mid-1980s, angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitors, ACE inhibitors, were commonly used for patients with chronic systolic heart failure, and laboratory work had shown they could improve ventricular remodeling, reduce heart failure, and prolong survival in animal models of acute MI. Several studies had also shown promise in humans, but they were too small to test hypotheses involving hard clinical endpoints. The Survival and Ventricular Enlargement SAVE trial sought to test the hypothesis that administration of captopril to patients with acute MI complicated by left ventricular dysfunction, but who did not have overt heart failure requiring vasodilator therapy, would reduce mortality and morbidity over long-term follow-up. Patients. Eligible patients were between 21 and 80 years of age with a definite myocardial infarction occurring 3 to 16 days prior to randomization with a left ventricular ejection fraction of less than or equal to 40% measured by radionucleotide ventriculography. Patients were excluded with relative contraindications to ACE inhibition or if ACE inhibition was indicated for treatment of symptomatic congestive heart failure or symptomatic hypertension other exclusion criteria included serum creatinine greater than 2.5 milligrams per deciliter, other conditions limiting survival, which are unspecified, or exclusion for anybody who had an unstable course following acute MI. These were also unspecified. Baseline characteristics... The average age of patients in SAVE was 59 years, and 82% were men. Approximately one-third of patients had a prior MI, more than 20% had diabetes, 40% had hypertension, and over 50% were current smokers. The average ejection fraction was 31%, and over half of patients had anterior lateral Q-wave MI. The mean time to randomization was 11 days. Prior to randomization, approximately a third received thrombolysis, over 50% underwent coronary angiography, and approximately 25% of patients underwent either PCI or coronary bypass surgery. At the time of randomization, the average blood pressure was 113 over 70 millimeters of mercury, and heart rate was 78 beats per minute. Within 24 hours of randomization, approximately a third of patients received a beta blocker and a quarter of patients received digoxin. Trial procedures. There was a mini-run-in period where all 2,250 eligible patients were given a test dose of 6.25 milligrams of Captopril. This led to exclusion of 19 patients, 3 for ischemic discomfort, and 16 for symptomatic hypotension. Patients received either Captopril or placebo The initial dose of the blinded study drug was 12.5 milligrams but could be administered at 6.25 milligrams to patients who had marked yet asymptomatic reduction in blood pressure during the run-in dosage. The target dose was 25 milligrams three times a day by the end of the in-hospital phase and was gradually increased to 50 milligrams three times a day unless side effects occurred. There was no pre-specified level of blood pressure in the titration Regimen, outpatient visits were scheduled two weeks following randomization, and then every three months during year one and every four months thereafter, compliance with the study drug was assessed by pill count. Endpoints, there were no pre-specified hypothesis tests used to determine sample size. Prospectively defined measures of outcomes included all-cause death, cardiovascular death, incidence of clinical congestive heart failure, and first hospitalization for heart failure. Once the Clinical Endpoint Committee was notified of a diagnosis of clinical heart failure, the study medication was discontinued, so open-label therapy with ACE inhibition could be started. Results. 2,231 patients were included in the final analysis, 1,116 in the placebo group, and 1,115 in the captopril group. The mean follow-up was 3.5 years. Blood pressure increased from baseline in both groups, but to differing extents. At three months, blood pressure was 125 over 77 in the placebo group, compared to 119 over 74 in the captopril group. The average heart rate in both groups was 74 beats per minute. Here are the main results. Compared to placebo, captopril significantly reduced all-cause death by 19% this was 20% versus 25% the p value was 0.019 and cardiovascular death by 21% the absolute number is 17% versus 21% p value 0.014 captopril also reduced clinical heart failure by 37% 11% versus 16% p less than 0.001 Captopril-reduced heart failure hospitalization, 14% versus 17%, p-value 0.019, and non-fatal MI, 12% versus 15%, p-value 0.015. Examination of subgroups for the endpoints of all-cause mortality and cardiovascular mortality reveals the effect of Captopril was generally preserved across groups. However, given the size of the trial, we feel that all subgroup analyses are limited. At one year, 82% and 79% of the patients in the placebo group and captopril group respectively were still taking their assigned therapy. And at the end of the study, it was 73% and 70% respectively. In the captopril group, 79% who were still taking the assigned drug were on the target dose by the end of the study. Side effects that occurred more often in the captopril group included dizziness 5%, altered taste 2%, cough 6%, and diarrhea 2%. Conclusions In patients with AMI complicated by significant LV dysfunction, but not overt clinical heart failure, captopril significantly reduced death over 3.5 years of follow-up, with a number needed to treat of approximately 20 patients. Statistically significant reductions were noted across all pre-specified outcomes, including cardiovascular mortality, incident congestive heart failure, hospitalization for heart failure, and non-fatal MI. No obvious treatment effect heterogeneity was noted across subgroups of patients, but these analyses were limited due to the overall sample size. We urge caution in accepting these results, which may seem robust on the surface, a 20% relative risk reduction and 5% absolute risk reduction in death may be unrealistic without much precedent from previous trials to base this on. Had the authors sought to test a more conservative estimate of mortality reduction, say 10%, the sample size would have needed to be four times higher. We estimate that slightly over 9,000 patients would be required to show a relative reduction of 10%, or 2.5% absolute reduction at an alpha of 0.05 and power of 80%. From a clinical translation standpoint, it should be noted that patients were not eligible for enrollment until at least three days following AMI, and the average start date was on day 11. Patients over the age of 80 were excluded in a mini-run-in period with the test dose of cathopril was given, which led to the exclusion of 16 patients of the 2,250 eligible participants. Despite these limits, in many other ways, external validity for the SAVE trial was high, especially compared to earlier beta-blocker trials. No limits were placed on blood pressure and heart rate at study entry, and dose titration protocols were not strictly governed.